0: Welcome to Uncovering the Subconscious podcast where I will teach you how to manifest your dream life My name is Dana and join me as I travel the world Learning all about mindset and meeting new people that have a story to share Hi friends, welcome to episode 27 of Uncovering the Subconscious podcast. I'm so glad you're here for another episode. So today's episode is all about the comfort zone and versus the discomfort zone, but essentially four tips on how to expand your comfort zone and how to leave your comfort zone. So before we get into it, I thought I would talk a little bit about my week so far. So uh, it's been a good week. I started a new book series called The Cruel Prince. Um, It's actually really good and silly me. I did the thing. Whenever I buy a book series, if I buy the whole series, I never end up liking the first book and I always regret it. So I decided to instead just buy the one book and order it soon after if I start to enjoy it. Um, So I, I... I started reading it, really enjoyed it, didn't buy the next lot of the series until it was too late. So now I am patiently, impatiently waiting for the rest of the series. Um, anyway, also on the weekend, I went to Bulgaria as uh, so I've never been to Bulgaria before, which was really cool because it meant I could cross off another country. Um, so I went with my friend and colleague, Rathio, um, and we stayed in Sofia. Uh, but we also did a day trip to Plo- Plovdiv, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, it was a really, really cool trip. Like it was really chill. It was such a small place that it was really, really easy to get around. So by the end of the weekend, we'd run out of things to do. Uh, so it was a really perfect timing for the trip. In terms of friendliness of the locals, it was such an interesting experience because we had like some, I think it was more the bus station ladies. Oh my God, the rudest people ever (laughs) like we were trying to help them like we've Without getting into too much detail, someone had left a gift behind in the toilet, and we were trying to let them know. And to be fair, they don't speak English, which like the country is not English speaking, so that's completely fine. But they were just completely ignoring us; like they just kept pointing in the other direction. And <laughs> um, but then, like at certain restaurants, oh my god, it's like the best service I've ever had. Like they were so lovely. So mainly, like most of the locals were actually really, really friendly. Probably the ones that deal with the tourists the most were the ones that were a little less friendly. But I'm going to make a video and put it on my page about some recommendations of the place because the food was incredible. And there was a place in Plovdiv that we went. Um, I'll just actually check the name. Okay, so it was Al Lai Kriya, which I'm sure I completely just said the name wrong, but I will make a video if it's it's probably already up, already up by the time this episode comes out, um, but I'll make a video with all the recommendations in case anyone wants to stop by Sophia and Plovdiv. Um, but yeah, incredible food. Um, we had the food and then I put it on my business page story and I tagged them and they actually replied to my tag while we we're still there and then just after that they came up and they brought us both a free shot and I think it was because it was up on the business page I just thought that was really cool and really amazing um, so thanks to the business page I got a free shot and I'm never ever going to complain about that so good manifesting there <laughs> all right anyway so that is the update of my life in the past week and I guess we should get into the episode so in the episode today, what I'm going to talk about is what is our comfort zone? What is our discomfort zone? Why is it so easy to remain within our comfort zone? What happens when you follow the four tips? Then I'm going to be go over the four tips. And after that, I'm going to talk about manifestation and your comfort zone. And then we'll finish off the episode. So what exactly is your comfort zone? So it's the place where you feel most comfortable. It's a place where stress and anxiety vanishes and you just enter a really, really safe place. You feel really at ease and this is because you're not being tested by the universe. You're not facing any fears. You're just comfortable. And look, there's nothing wrong with having a comfort zone and we should never try and completely get rid of our comfort zone because... Every now and then you do need to experience feeling safe. However, it is important to expand out of it as often as possible. So we should always be trying to expand or more so like like expand our comfort zone to make it that our comfort zone is bigger. So so join more things into our comfort zone. That is the goal and then just continue growing from there. Because when you never when you remain in the comfort zone forever, You'll never feel excitement and you'll never feel like a thrill of living your life. And the whole point we were put into this life is to learn lessons. It's to make mistakes and it's it's to experience thrill. And we can't do that unless we actually leave the comfort zone. So then what is our discomfort zone? So defining your discomfort zone will really help you to expand your comfort zone. So essentially what it is, it's an uncomfortable feeling where you feel on edge and really unsure of what will happen next. It's it's like this feeling of resistance where it's so easy to just say, no, I don't want to be here and to step back into your comfort zone instead of embracing the discomfort. Like we have all been in situations where we haven't felt comfortable. And look, some of those times that feeling is helpful to get you out of a situation. But a lot of the time, it's just your ego popping in going, hello, like, This feels wrong, so I'm going to remove you from the situation even though it could benefit you. And so it's kind of about determining what one is and determining whether you should push through and push out of that comfort zone into the discomfort zone. And the thing is, the more you embrace the discomfort, the more it's going to turn into comfort because you're going to get used to it. You're going to face your fears and you're going to adjust and they're no longer going to be fears anymore. And they're now going to be instead something that you're comfortable with and a way that you can continue to expand and open up to more opportunities. So all discomfort zones are uh, our own personal anxiety and our limiting beliefs. So last week's episode, I spoke about limiting beliefs and they're a huge part of the discomfort zone. They are the reason that you feel uncomfortable because you believe you can't do something or you believe something can't happen. And so it's just, it. everyone's discomfort zone is different to the next person's and understanding that can really help you because it means that you can change your discomfort zone and you can actually get comfortable with things that you once put In your discomfort zone and so once you work through your personal anxiety you work through your limiting beliefs of a situation then you can actually start changing your discomfort zone and expanding your comfort zone so then why is it so easy to stay within our comfort zone instead of embracing this feeling of the unknown Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty straightforward uh, why it's easier to stay in the comfort zone It's because it's comfortable. It's normal. So you do repetitive activities that you enjoy and that you know that you enjoy and you know these activities well, so you know you can do them well. And also you're more confident in your abilities that you have within your comfort zone. Like I said, you know how to do something. You have that skill already. You're not worried about stuffing it up or embarrassing yourself because you already know you can do it. So it's so much more comfortable just sticking to those things you know. Uh, the risk level is much lower. Like you don't have to worry about things going wrong. You don't have to stress about it. So you just go, oh, I'm just going to stay here in my comfort zone and I don't have to worry about stuffing something up. And it also takes less energy. Like it takes so much less energy when you're not stressing and worried and like fretting about these things when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So it's very easy to kind of convince yourself that, why would I leave my comfort zone when it's safe, when I know what I'm doing, where I'm why, why I'm good, where I'm good? Like, why, why would I leave that? Like, these are the reasons that we convince ourselves to stay within our comfort zone. So before I get into the four tips, I just want to tell you exactly what you're going to get if you follow these tips and expand your comfort zone. So if you follow these four tips, I guarantee you will experience this, like you will, and You'll just experience also this expansion like never before. Like you will expand. You will learn more about yourself. You will learn more about your abilities. You will be completely shocked at what exactly your what your limitations really are like the, or lack of limitations really are. You'll be so shocked at how far you can go. And I can also promise you, unfortunately, you will feel uncomfortable and you will feel nervous and that's just what comes with facing your fears. And it's quite ordinary and you're not the only one who goes through it and it's so important to know that as well. Just because it seems scary and it seems uncomfortable, it doesn't mean you're the only one in that experience. It's like when um, people say that you go on a date and it's really nervous and you're really nervous about going on a date and meeting this person and you stress so much and you get in your head about it and it, the funny thing is that person is probably also in the same boat. You just It just doesn't feel that way because you you can't really see into the mind of someone else what their limiting beliefs, what their anxiety is. Um, so an example I actually wanted to talk about as well, uh, what you'll go through when you follow the tips is, is, is an example that I always like to use is when I learnt to drive my manual car. So when I, I learned manual driving when I was on my learners, but then I stopped for so long that I kind of forgot how to drive. Anyway, I ended up getting this really, really good deal on my car for six grand Suzuki Swift. Pretty, pretty new car not something I could really turn away and the only thing was that it was manual and so I was like okay well I'll just have to learn to drive my manual car again so there's three steps that happen when you embrace a you embrace expanding your comfort zone step one huge discomfort so step one is the scariest part so I started driving my manual car. I started driving it around by myself and I was so uncomfortable. I was so not confident. I started getting in my head about it. I would stall whenever I thought too hard about it. Like I'd stall the car so it would stop working. One time I came up to the traffic light and taking off was my the hardest thing, like the thing I struggled with. And a police car came up behind me. And, of course, I got so in my head. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And it was just like this huge discomfort. I'm like – I'm going to stall the car and not that it matters like what are they going to do arrest me for stalling a car probably not I don't, I don't think they would anyway so I got so in my head about it that I of course the lights weren't green and I stalled the car and they had to it took me so long to get my car back on and running that they actually had to go around me and that's the thing that's step one step one is uncomfortable you don't it's not a good feeling but it is all worth it for step two. Step two is the thrilling excitement. So once I got comfortable with my car, I was at this point where I was confident enough to drive it, but it was so thrilling to be able to know to drive it. Like, oh, I can drive a manual car. Look at me go. Like, Look at what I've learned. Like it was at that stage where it was still new. So I was like, so felt so confident and this boost of like, oh my God, I can drive this car and look at me like I'm really good at this. And like this thrilling energy that you go through when you face your comfort zone and when you pass the fear stage. And honestly, and I'm sure it's the same with most people, step two is my favorite. It's just the great feeling, that thrilling excitement. And then that of course leads us to step three. And step three is our comfort zone. So once we've faced the fear, we went through the discomfort, we went into the thrilling excitement stage. We now... That fear has long gone. Unfortunately, gone. sometimes so does the thrilling excitement. Then leave because you're comfortable doing it now. You've learned how to do it. You've faced that fear. That fear doesn't exist anymore, and now you're comfortable and you're okay doing it. So I got to that point with my manual drive, my driving my manual car. I reached a point where I was no longer scared about driving it. It was second nature. Um, it was no longer like oh excitement! I get to drive my car, but. It was just comfortable. I knew what I was doing and it became part of my comfort zone. And this is why expanding the comfort zone is so good because having a comfort zone is not a bad thing. It is really good to have things within your comfort zone because when you're in levels of anxiety or you need to just calm down a bit, going to your comfort items is really good. So when we expand that, it just makes it easier for us to be comfortable and for us to be open to new opportunities and be able to do new things because because I stepped out of my comfort zone, I was able to get a really good deal on a car and I love my manual car. I miss it. It is back in Ad- back in Australia and I do really miss it, but I loved my manual car. I actually prefer it to an automatic and until you take that risk, you don't know whether or not that can be part of your comfort zone or not so what else will happen if you follow these tips so you'll be released as i mentioned you're going to be released from these limiting beliefs or anything that is holding you back once you reach step two you're on that point where that limiting belief is starting to vanish and you're starting to just feel very good about yourself that you that you've managed to kind of start working through it and then by step three that's your limiting belief is gone done done done. like it's gone that limiting belief that i could not drive a manual car no longer exists in my life because i know i can drive a manual car it it i know i can I, I i used to drive it every day so you get to the you you will get to the point that you lose these limiting beliefs that you have around the topic you will also be taking a risk um, and with any risk it risk may come with the opposite of a reward like you might you might have something go wrong but also with risks, you're opening yourself up to bigger rewards so you can't be rewarded when you're living in your comfort zone because you're not risking losing that comfort to get that expansion you're also going to learn new lessons and that's just a given good lessons bad lessons you're going to learn new lessons and you'll be able to develop new skills out of these lessons and you'll learn how to do things in different ways so these what I will guarantee will happen if you follow the four tips that I'm now going to talk about. Okay. So tip number one is be a yes man. So start saying yes to everything. And now I'm going to add a little side note within reason. So always follow your intuition. And if you feel like something you should not do, like your gut is telling you no, not for nerves, not for fears, but because you know it is not a good result. Like if it's uh, someone's trying to take you down a dark alley, you do not have to say yes. Like, if if it feels like it can lead to something bad, then yes, say yes, say no. <laughs> Otherwise, say yes, especially to the things that make you uncomfortable, that bring up your fears. Um, for example, say someone asked you out, but you're not really sure. You're like, oh, I could be interested, but I don't really know. Just say yes. What's the worst case scenario? You make a new friend. Or you get some dating experience. Or say someone asks you to come in for a job interview, but you're not really sure if you want the job. Say yes. Go to the job interview. You might be shocked. You might actually find out it's a really good job. Or you might just gain some valuable interview skills. So always say yes. You don't know what it can lead to. Or say a friend asks you to go to an event, but it's with people you've never met before. Say yes. Like life happens when we least expect it. And when you're saying yes to something, you're going to open yourself up to new opportunities. And you may very well meet someone who will end up being very important in your life. Or you may get an opportunity that will expand your self-growth or expand you in other areas of your life, like a job or um, anything, really. Just it, You never know when an opportunity is going to come your way. So by saying yes and doing things that m- might go against your comfort zone and might be something that you're kind of fearful of, you're going to be open to more opportunities. And when you are open to new opportunities and experiences, you're going to be met with more experiences and opportunities because that's what the universe does. So I think I might have shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again because I always like to think of it. It's a really good example of saying yes to something. And so one time I went to this exchange party and, in Adelaide and it was with these exchange students. I kind of knew them. I was friends with two of them. Um, I'd hung out with them a few times, but didn't really know them that well. Didn't really knew, know the group they were going with. They were part of an exchange group, so they kind of had that bond. I was the local <laughs> the local who was tagging along. Um, so they invited me to come along with them. I was like, yes, sure, why not? And I remember my housemate dropping me to the party and she was like, oh, you're brave like going if you don't really know anyone. And I was like, yeah, but... Maybe I know people by the end of the night. Like, I don't know what can happen. You never know what event you're going to go to that could change your life or allow you to meet someone that will be very important in your life. And I remember her saying, oh, yeah, like, that's a really good way to look at it. Anyway, went to this party, went to the event, and it was, I remember we paid like $50, and it was the bar included and it oh my god it was the worst bar like ever it was just long long lines so everyone was getting two drinks at once because it took about half an hour to get a drink from the bar so we thought oh my god fifty dollars spirits included this is great no no you had to wait half an hour whenever you wanted a drink like it was really bad setup but because of this and because of the line I went there to grab a drink and there was a girl on the line and we started talking and, um, we ended up hanging out the rest of the night and chatting afterwards. And that is my friend Eliza, who I think I've mentioned in other episodes and we've been friends, I think it's probably about five years now, like God, time goes quickly. And yet, yeah, so she's, I would say one of my closest friends and I would not have met her had I not said yes to going to that event, like she I she would not have come into my life otherwise. So essentially start saying yes, say yes to new opportunities, say yes to new events, just say yes. That is tip number one. So then tip number two is make a list of your fears and start to tick them off. So take some time to yourself, sit down, maybe do some meditation, try and reflect a little bit and write a list of your fears that you currently have. And then use the next week to try and add on to this list Any, anytime something comes up or if you remember another fear, um, take the week to try and put down as many as you can remember. So remember that fears also, they can either be physical, which is like fear of heights, fear of insects, or they can be psychological, which is like fear of failure or rejection or judgment. Um, it will help as well if you can try and divide your fears into these categories or into multiple categories because uh, you might be able to do two at once. Uh, once you've done this reflection and you have come up with this list, you can start ticking off the list. And how do we tick off the list? By doing the list. Um, what is the quote? Like face, you have to face your fears to be able to conquer your fears. Or there is a actual quote that's used all the time, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, there are two ways that you can do this. So option number one is you can say fuck it and just conquer the fear straight out and just follow straight up, follow through with this fear. Like, So no build up, just do it. Just do the thing that makes you scared. If you're scared of heights, go do a hot air balloon or skydive or something. Or if you're fear, uh, fear of rejection, go ask somebody out or apply for that job you don't think you can get so this is option number one and this can really work for some people not everyone so we will get to option two um but i saw this tiktok the other day and i just thought it was really cool and to be completely honest i myself i don't know if i could do option one maybe one day i'll build up to that but it, i'm not judging anyone who can't because i'm the same but yes yeah, all this tiktok and this girl was just laying down in the middle of a sidewalk And the person filming, like they're just lying on like a yoga mat and the person filming came up and was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And she said she'd read this book. I can't remember what the book's called, unfortunately, because I think it would be a really good recommendation. But she read this book and it told her she to conquer fear of rejection. You need to do something for 20 minutes that is really embarrassing. And when you realize that nobody cares and you're fine, you'll be shocked at how that can get rid of your fear of rejection. So she laid down on a sidewalk for 20 minutes and looked, she got some stares, she got some people looking at her, maybe talking about her, but she also got up and realized nothing changed, like nothing, or she she lied on a sidewalk, it didn't affect her in any way except within, like within it changed her, within it realized rejection is fake, Who who do we think is rejecting us, like who do we think is judging us? Like, who cares about these random people that might judge us? And it's so true. Like, I'm so worried about, I would never lay down on the tube because these people that I'll never see again in my life might judge me. Like, why do we allow these people that are not important to us control our lives, essentially? So this is option one. And if you can do this, I would say do this. Like, this is an incredible way to conquer a fear. Um, Option two. And I'm saying again, option two, I don't want people to get put off because of option one and think that's the only way you can do it. Because if I was told that the only way I could get through my fears was just doing them, I would probably run in the opposite direction and hide in my comfort zone. Uh, Trying to give brutal honesty here. So option two, you just work through your fear one step at a time and build up to the final stage. So you don't need to rush to conquer the fear if, if you think this is going to put you off actually conquering it. So this instead is about slowly expanding your comfort zone. And I actually wanted to share an example of when I did this because I think this can really help for you to understand how you can do this. And so I used to have this fear of publicly having a business for my tarot readings. Um, So obviously we know I've done that now. I don't offer tarot readings anymore, but I did do it for six months. doesn't really align with me and my business anymore. That's the reason I've stopped. But I had this fear. I was like, I will, I put it, I think I put it, on a goals list list once, like a manifestation list that I wanted to sell, like I wanted to have a business out of my tarot readings. I remember writing it and think this is never going to happen because I'll never get to that point. And then I decided to slowly start easing and I didn't even realize I was doing it at first, but I was just, it was just such a passion. It was like putting it on that list. The universe started edging me on how to do it. And so I started slowly easing into my comfort zone and that was my first doing the tarot, learning the tarot, and learning to read it for myself. So that expanded my comfort zone to be to the point that I was comfortable to do the tarot for myself. The next thing I did is I started to talk to my friends and family about my interest in tarot readings. So I started to share that I was actually doing it. And when I realized that a lot of people don't actually care, and they're not going to judge you. If they are going to judge you, they're not going to say it to your face. Unless, of course, it's my <laughs> brother-in-law. He does definitely judge me. But honestly, it did it didn't matter to me because I just knew it wasn't his belief that they work. And I know the more, the sh- what shocked me most was actually seeing how many people were interested in it. And that's what gave me the confidence to keep expanding my comfort zone. So that kind of hit away any negative that I got and allowed me to keep pushing to expand my comfort zone further to reach the final goal of having the business. So after talking to my family friends and kind of building up that way and feeling more comfortable sharing that interest with people, I started to do readings for them. So I constantly expand on expanded by um, on these readings and started doing it for different friends, different family. And I had a lot of people actually ask me about it and ask if I could do it for them. Like my brother-in-law's mum was a, ended up asking me about it because they had talked to her about it. My sister and my brother-in-law had talked to her about it and again it was like another person who showed an interest and then wanted me to read it for them and it just gave me more confidence to be like actually why am i worried about judgment of so many people when like i actually have the support of so many others so that was my next expansion after that and this was a big step for me if i had done the i couldn't have jumped to this step from step one but the next thing I did in a private Facebook group, um, it's the podcast, uh, Do You Fucking Mind by Alexis Fernandez. Uh, there's a Facebook group and I put a post up asking if any strangers wanted me to do their reading. And I looked before and there were two people, two mutual friends I had in that group. And none of them I really spoke to and it didn't put me off putting it in at all, like it wasn't enough that it stopped me from putting it in there, that I was worried about judgment from anyone. So I put it in the group and I got like an overwhelming amount of response from people that were interested and I started doing readings for these random strangers and that was my next step. After that, um, I felt so much more confident in doing it and I started to kind of believe that I could actually make a business out of this. Uh, but it did it did take a bit more time like getting used to that and continuing to read for like my friends and family and for strangers and then my next step was in the level up group that I did. I started talking to them about wanting to turn it into a business. And getting that boost from them and getting the advice from them really, really helped in that next step of expanding the, my comfort zone around it. So after that, I knew once I told them it I couldn't go back. Like it was I remember being in my car one day and I was just like, I think I could start a business. I think I would do it. And it was just amazing. I was like, how am I at this point when I would say I would do a business on tarot reading when like six months ago, I was like, no way will I ever do it. And I reached this point that I was like, no, I want to do it. And I knew the second I told this level up group, I wouldn't be able to go back because it was like holding myself accountable. So I knew the second I told them I had to do it. And I told them, and I think it was the next day or the day after that I started my business page. And my next step was offering free readings. So I put it on the Alexis Fernandez page and um, I think I might have put it on my personal page as well about doing free readings. And again, overwhelming amount of response from people that were interested and wanted to know more and, um, and that was my next expansion level. And then I started charging for the readings and I essentially I was running a business that was making money out of doing my tarot readings and also at the same time being able to provide people with help and advice that was like the what felt so successful for me is that there were so many people interested and so many people I could help. And by doing this, like I still feel shocked when I look back at where I started in my comfort zone where I said I would never, ever start a business out of tarot reading. And now I look and I'm like, I did it. I, I actually did it. And I remember finding that manifestation list where I wrote that And thinking about how I said, this will never happen. And I saw it and I read it and I was like, oh my God, it happened. (laughs) And it was just, it's the biggest confirmation to me that just because I say something might not, it will not happen now, that I will not do it now. It doesn't mean I won't do it ever because doing that and easing into that was what changed my life. And taking those steps is what changed my life and allowed me to do something I never thought I could do. And so taking these action and taking these small steps in your fears it's going to help you conquer conquer the fear and conquer the main limiting beliefs. So you can do it. You just need to work through it. If you can't jump right into it, then work through it like I did with the tarot readings and ease your way into it. Okay, so on to tip number three, which is follow your gut feeling. So when I took one of my first huge leaps of faiths and jumped out of it, right out of my comfort zone... It was when I moved to Adelaide from my country town, Wyala. So I'd already always lived in my parents' home in Wyala, same house for the 19 years of my life. And I moved to Adelaide. I jumped out of my comfort zone. And on the way, I remember talking to my mum, and she gave me this advice and I've always thought about it since. And I think it's really helpful and it's really good when thinking of your comfort zone. And she said, whenever you get that feeling of nerves in your stomach, which is associated with your fear, with your comfort zone. So she said, whenever you get that feeling in your stomach, be grateful for it because you may reach a point in life when you don't experience this as much, like you go into the everyday, day-to-day life. So she she said, when you get this, enjoy it while it happens because it's a good feeling. Like it's a good reason that you're getting this feeling in your stomach. It's because you're doing something brave. So the more that you listen to these nerves and embrace these nerves, this nervous feeling, the more that you can achieve. So the more that you listen to this gut feeling and just face whatever it is telling you, you will go so far. So for example, like I actually did this when I went to Camp America. I did Camp America and I worked at this camp and I made a rule for myself. And every time I felt that feeling of nerves, of like just feeling scared, of like my, all my fears came up. Whenever I felt that, The rule was I had to do whatever was causing that feeling. And that is terrifying. Do you know how much you try and not let those fears come up when you realize you have to do the fear if it comes up? But anyway, I ended up facing my fears in so many ways. I was talking at campfires in front of people I'd never met before. I was stepping up, like standing up to speak in the middle of meetings when they asked us if we wanted to add anything. I was going on stage and doing camp songs and I was writing this high rope swing that I was like, oh God, I don't want to do that. Some people love that stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. Oh, I was even confronting someone when an issue came up and Um, I felt like I need to speak to someone about it. I was actually doing it because confrontation is, I'm not very good at it. And I got that feeling of nerves and I was like, right, (laughs) looks like that means I have to go speak to them. So it's good or bad, like facing fears, fears of confrontation, fears of judgment, like fears of, um, fears of the hybrid swing is like that feeling of dropping. When you face those fears, you're, you're following that gut feeling. It's going to help you adjust to it and, Just grow in ways you never ever imagine. And I learned so much from doing this at the camp. Like um, each time I did something brave, it got easier to do it the next time. So, in order to be able to step out of your comfort zone, you need to listen to that feeling because normally that feeling comes up for a reason. And if those nerves are associated with your fears, then embrace it and do it because the feeling after you do it is the most greatest feeling you'll ever experience. Like I said, the step two, that thrilling excitement of, oh my God, I did it. I conquered it. I I faced my fear and I've come out the other side and look at me go like every time I did that and I got that feeling at the end and it was a little bit like adrenaline, like I'd come back and I'd be a bit shaky, but I'd be like, oh my God, I did it. Like I can do it. It's amazing the limits I can actually reach if I put myself out and I do it. So finally, tip number four is solo travel. So I have discussed this many, many, many times on my page, on my podcast, on everywhere. Um, But I am going to highlight it again because it is so important uh, that solo traveler back at it again. So solo travel, to solo travel to somewhere is amazing and you should do it to somewhere you've never been if you can. Um, If it's somewhere you've been before, look, that's great. Just do it solo, like try to go somewhere solo and plan that trip yourself, take that trip yourself. Like you'll be shocked at the limits you can push to when you really try. And if you don't have much money or you just don't have time, it doesn't have to be somewhere far. This could be the city next to yours that you solo travel to, or ideally it could be on the other side of the world. You never know. Like if you can do it, if you can't just try and do somewhere new, somewhere, even if it's just a new part of your town, try and go somewhere solo. So solo traveling, it expands your view of the world and how you see it and it allows you to embrace your soul traveler and learn through the discomfort zone because it is uncomfortable doing something you've never done before and it is uncomfortable not knowing the kind of way things work and not being able to rely on somebody else to help you. Because like for example... When I solo travel, I know that it's solely on me to make decisions and to do what I need to do. Whereas when I traveled this weekend with Bratheo, I knew I had backup. So I was a lot more relaxed and I was a lot more like, yeah, cool. Um, I'm not sure what do you think or "Oh, I can't work out where to get here. Oh, you're really good at directions. So you do it like you, you rely on other people when they're there. So it's great traveling with friends, but you need to do this solo to be able to really experience the discomfort of having to work things out for yourself. And the more different the place, the even better. So if you can go somewhere that has different currency, different languages, like different culture, um, it is going to be so uncomfortable. But when you learn to get around this and you learn that you can work this out, even if it's really, really different to what you know, you're going to realize that you can do this with anything. So you have the power to so to, through solo travel to do anything you want as well. So it's when you're solo traveling, you make the decisions. So that could be getting up at 5 a.m. to watch a sunrise, or it could be heading to some wacky place that you know none of your friends would like, but you were you're really interested in going to. You're going to experience this like freedom with no constraints from other people. Like nothing is holding you back from doing it. And you're pushing yourself like you're learning new things and you're like jumping out of this comfort zone. Um, So for me, solo travel, it's put me out of my comfort zone so many times and it's honestly changed my whole perspective on life. And honestly, I've expanded my comfort zone a lot now that solo traveling, I don't fear as much. But the thing about solo traveling is there's always new things, new issues arise, new things come up. So although I've expanded it, I'm always learning more from it. And that's why it's so important. So the first time I solo traveled was in 2017. When I moved overseas to Utrecht in the Netherlands and I'm gonna be completely honest here my first day I cried I pulled my eyes out on the street because I was so lonely I was so tired I was homesick I was far away from any normal comforts like I didn't have anyone I could go to see because I didn't know anyone and I remember I even tried to go to this event and I joined this chat and I tried to go to the event I went all the way into the city and then no one was answering the messages, like whether they were busy, whatever, um, no one was answering the messages. And I was just like, okay. So I ended up coming back. I came home and I bawled my eyes out and I called mom and I was just so lonely and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I was just crying. And then my very first roommate, because none of their, my roommates had arrived then either. So, or one had, but she was like, working as well so she she was a bit older by a bit older I mean 26 which is my age now but anyway um anyway I my first roommate walked through the door and from that point it just changed and the day I left the day I left Utrecht to come back home I was crying over the sadness of leaving because I did end up expanding my comfort zone. I learned so many new things. I met so many new people and it was one of the best experiences I had in my life. And that is how like things, jumping out that comfort zone, even though it can be really uncomfortable at first, can end up being one of the best things that you do in your life. So before we end the episode, I just want to touch on manifestation and your comfort zone. So as I've mentioned multiple multiple times, stepping out of your comfort zone is a surefire way to bring your manifestations in quicker. And I'm going to give another example. I've used a lot of examples today, but I feel like it helps to relate that way. Um, so when I finally decided to quit my job, I wanted to quit my job for a long time, but I always felt like I should try harder and push more. Eventually, March this year, I finally decided to quit my job and move across the other side of the world. And as soon as I did that, I started receiving my manifestation so much quicker than ever before. Sometimes I would question myself and I would start to doubt manifestation because I felt like it was always really slow and maybe it was coincidence. Like this is normal to have limiting beliefs, by the way, and doubts come up. Um, and then it was amazing. It was like, I finally did what I was meant to do. And now I'm getting like almost slapped in the face with all these manifestations because they're coming in so quickly. Um, so yeah, when you embrace this fear, you're sending out emotions of change, freedom and excitement and the universe will start sending things your way that have similar emotions because that is what you're sending out. And they're like, okay, that's kind of you to send that out. We're going to now send it back to you, but even better. So if you even think back of your last major manifestation that you brought in, it's likely that this was associated with you stepping out of your comfort zone at least a little bit. As the quote goes, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So I can guarantee to you that if you were to follow any of the four above tips, you are going to start receiving your desires because manifestation is about growth and leaving your comfort zone is growth. Anyway, that does bring us to the end of the episode. So I really hope you guys enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed making this one. I feel like it's a really powerful episode and I hope you guys take in the tips and I really, really want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, like feel free to send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at Soul Traveller Full Stop Coach or Uncovering Subconscious Full Stop Podcast or TikTok on Soul Traveller Full Stop Coach. So feel free to send me a message if you've got any questions, any suggestions. Uh, if you could also rate the podcast, that would be amazing too. Um, before we end the episode, of course, I want to share a travel story. Uh, so this kind Kind of goes on from what I was talking about earlier with how every time I got the gut feeling at camp, I had to do something scary. And so I wanted to share one of the times I did that. And we had like as a camp tradition at the start, we had like a hundred staff members all standing in a circle with like a fire pit in the middle. And I try to remember exactly. I think we had like, yeah, we had to at any point, if you wanted to, you could step forward. You could say like kind of introduce yourself. Say why you're there, and then you pick up ash and you like throw it in the fire. Um, it wasn't mandatory; it was just if you wanted to. And I was watching all these people do it, and you see the fear come onto so many people's faces. Like so many people didn't want to do it. So many people were a bit scared to do it. Um, the people who'd been there were more comfortable. Been there before, were more comfortable to step forward. Um, but I ended up getting that feeling, that gut feeling of, oh my god. I'm really nervous. I feel like I should do this, but I really don't want to do it. And that fear started growing. And then I was like, oh no, that means I have to do it. So I gained, I kind of built it up. And the thing about me is the more I sit with it, the less likely I am to do it. So when I get that feeling, I try and do it straight away. Otherwise, I, I dread it and I try and find reasons not to. And then I find a reason. So I ended up stepping forward and (laughs) I ended up saying that something about like I, the reason I was there was to find my long lost twin, Uh, you know, the good old Lindsay Lohan parent trap movie, because apparently that's all that (laughs) Australians probably think that summer camp is. But hey, it got a few laughs out of people, made me feel so much more comfortable when people were kind of like really friendly. And so then I picked up the ass, chucked it in the fire. So that was a really cool experience because it was a really like camp experience. Like it was part of, it was a part of the camp. Like I felt like I was properly authentically living the American summer camp lifestyle. So that is my travel story that I wanted to share for today. Um, I hope you guys again, join the episode and enjoyed the episode and don't forget to embrace your soul traveler. Bye friends. Thank you.